0: Well, I greet you in the name of Jesus and I can say, I can, I don't know if, the, if it's said quite right if I say, I can get used to these kind of services. I just thoroughly enjoy the blessing of, uh, uh, from the unity of our voices, the battle belongs to the Lord, a couple kneeling and a congregation behind, yet we know the the uh, reality of feeling the loss, but it is a blessing to to be part of this. I debated whether to continue the theme of Philippians or to go on a theme that fits the morning, and I have chose to leave Philippians, although we're at chapter 4, we're, at t- we're ready for chapter 4 where we would get into the subject of not worrying and just security in the Lord. It would have fit, but I'd like to... Uh, if you want to turn your Bibles to John chapter 20, I'd like to just continue with the theme of just sending and being sent. And I just want to say maybe right up front, uh, Roger and, and Becky, that it's been a joy to watch God work in your life. I remember years ago, very obvi- it was obvious that your passions uh, and pursuits were, were kingdom highlighted, And your call to Mexico came shortly after that, and you faithfully served as a caregiver. And during that time, you felt called to pursue a relationship, and you just waited on God, and Becky was home waiting, and just everything just came together beautifully in his time. And then it was a real joy to see Becky show up here periodically, maybe a little more than periodically. And uh, then your journey together to the marriage altar in the fear of God, it was a tremendous blessing. Your married life you have been a tremendous blessing and an asset to church life and as a church thank you thank you you will be missed so it really wasn't surprising to hear that uh the call came from obviously the lord and the staff in mexico and the board at dni for you wanting your faithful services again as a married couple so and then just to see you journey through the, what you put so well into words under the umbrella of surrender. So it's with great joy we send you and share the, the feelings. I'm no doubt of family. Uh, you'll be missed. So in John chapter 20, verse 21, Jesus said to them again, Peace be unto you, As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And uh, Tiffany, if you have a good memory, two and a half years ago, we were sending you to the same place. And it struck me into my studies. This is exactly what we sent you, the verse that we sent you off with. So I just felt the Lord calling me back here again. And it's so fitting and I'd like to just uh, explore this text a, a, a little bit. So I did bring a, a visual aid along this morning. We're going to be looking at a few verses. And I have a picture or two that hopefully will be an aid to our, our uh, journeying through this text. The title is So Send I You. And just along the idea of being sent, I remember being in a in a seminar years ago and it was the, the the gray hair of missions if you can say that so several mission boards were represented and their chairmans and so forth and i just remember a very healthy discussion and the healthy discussion centered around the subject of being sent and the illusion was made of a popular book that was was uh circulating at the time and I remember one, one, uh, one of these dear brothers stood up and he said, you know, there's one thing that's missing in that book. And it's the subject of, he was simply a loose cannon. He had no, he had no support group behind him. And I remember that uh, sticking with me, the importance from all those men of a teamwork. And I had a very interesting discussion recently with uh, Henry Blank, who is now serving as the, the president of, of DNI. And his theme, his heartbeat was just the importance of just of of teaming up, working together, and just being a sending sending uh, support for everyone that that is sent for a a mission. And of course there's responsibility and accountability that are inseparable. In Acts 13, Ray mentioned it, just like the just you know when, when when Roger and Becky knelt I had this I don't know where it came from but I and I don't really know what is reality in light of those that have gone before but if the saints some people use Romans 12 that we are surrounded is it Hebrews 12 we're surrounded with a uh, cloud of witnesses some people think that's the saints gone by and I don't know I'm not making doctrine out of that but if, if perchance the, the, the saints that have gone on ahead could see it I wonder if Paul and Barnabas said remember the day we did that and you know really that's, that's what it is all about uh, a, a group of people that serve the Lord and they here's what happened they ministered to the Lord this is a church at Antioch beautiful church uh, diverse cultures represented they fasted the Holy Ghost said separate me Paul and Barnabas for the work Whereunto I have called them. And then and when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and sent them away. And we know from history that the world has never been the same. Those men took the gospel, though hostility met them at every turn, they took the gospel of Jesus where they went. And if you were in Acts, you could flip a few pages in your Bible to Acts 14. And this is the return trip of the same, this is the return of the same trip. They sailed to Antioch from whence they had been recommended to the grace of God for the work which they were fulfilled. In other words, they went back to where they were sent from. And I would, if there's a service that I would love to have been at, it was that, that church service in Antioch where they had the mission report. They didn't have WhatsApp. They didn't have uh, texting. They didn't have much communication. And it's like the word ripples through Antioch. They're back. And everyone comes together. And it says they gathered the church together. They rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the doors to the Gentiles. Beautiful. Another scripture. Just like the preface the message with with a, with a scriptural context. Romans 10, our, we love these verses. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's a fact. Question, how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. So just another uh, verse, a few verses that carry the idea of being sent. And we are sending you with a powerful message, Roger and Becky. John 8, 29. I know I'm just flipping through some scriptures, but I just want to build on the theme. And it says, He that sent me, this is Jesus speaking, he that sent me is with me. And I appreciated those uh, final thoughts we tacked on the end there, that God's with you. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do those things that please him. You see the sending? You see the responsibility and the accountability? Inseparable. These are powerful verses. We have Jesus praying. Some people call him the high priestly prayer, but Jesus says... In praying, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And thou hast sent me into the world. I'm sorry, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I sent them into the world. For their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. So there's a sanctification process and it's truth, but the, the, the meat in the middle of that is just like Jesus sent I mean, just like Jesus was sent, Jesus sends us. Beautiful. So it ripples right down through the pages of history right here to 2019. So we're going to go back to John uh, 21 where Jesus said, As the Father hath sent me, so send I you. I took a verse, I took one word out of there. I don't know if you caught it. And if you look in your Bible... That word is in italics, so it's not in the original Greek. It was put there for clarity. Some argue if it should be there or not. But it's the word. Whoops. Right here, there's a word, me. I'm sorry, my, as my father sent me. Original Greek says, as father. Different connotation, family. It's kind of like. We talk about, yeah, Dad, Jesus, as Father sent me, even so, send I you. Now, I don't know what was going through the minds of the disciples. They had just seen the cross. They just saw the burial. They just heard about the empty tomb. Mary had came back. That's the setting of this verse. Peter and John raced to the tomb, and they believed. And now they were together. And if you're in John 20... Look at verse 18 in the middle. They were fearful. So the word fear is in the text. They were afraid of the Jews. And then Jesus showed up. And it's pretty difficult for Jesus and fear to coexist. Jesus said, peace be unto you. And he showed him the hands, his feet. I'm sorry, his hands and his side. And then the disciples were glad. So I just think that's neat. The fear subsides, the joy. They saw the Lord. And then comes the text. Peace. As Father sent me, so send I you. In other words, I'm sending you the same way. Now, put yourself in the disciples' shoes, if you will, for a minute. What did they see? What did they see themselves doing? So in other words, just like Father sent me, I'm sending you. Ah! You think Peter said, James, we're walking on water. So as, so as just like he sent me, so send I, we're going to walk on water. Oh, you think their minds went to the day that they wanted the king, make Jesus a king? You think the disciples said, ah, they wanted, they're going to want to make us kings. You think they went to the uh, triumphal entry and they said, can you just see us riding into Jerusalem uh, This is going to be great. Probably not. Very keen in their minds was the dusty trail that led to the cross. That was very fresh and very real. Maybe their minds went to John 6 verse, I call this my 666 verse. If there's anything to fear on 666, it's this. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. And that's when Jesus, that's when Peter uh, pipes up. No, where else would we go, Lord? Count us in. I wonder if his. I wonder if their minds went to Gethsemane where he, they saw him sweat great drops of blood, wrestling with his own will, wrestling, and finally coming to the place, not my will, but thy will be done. I wonder if their scene went to the 600 men, which was very likely part of the band that came after Gethsemane, 600 against one, and they came to fight. But they didn't know, those soldiers didn't know the fight was over. The battle happened when he looked into the cup and said, Not my will, but thy will be done. There was no battle. And I wonder if the disciples saw Jesus just humbly putting himself into their hands. No fight. Maybe they saw Peter, um, sorry, Jesus picking up and pulling up the sliced ear that Peter had, was kind of proud of. And he just put it back into place. All the non-resistant themes or scenes probably flashed brighter and sharper and crisper than any of the victorious or power or, and they looked at each other and it settled down on them that they're going on their way to the cross too. And they did. All of them gave their lives as a martyr. Except for John, he was spared his martyrdom and ended up living a a very fruitful life into old age. I don't know if that's so important, but I had to wonder what went through their minds. What is important that we know that we are sent just like Jesus. And Roger and Becky, there's three M's that I'd like to share with you in light of being sent. The first one is you are we all are sent with the same method that Jesus was sent. The method was not with angels. It was not through political power. Although the Jews longed for that, they wanted to see a political figure rise up and deliver them from the Roman bondage. But instead, God's method of sending looked like this. We went through it in Philippians, but I'm joyfully going back. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself no reputation. That's how God sends. Took upon him the form of a servant, and he was made in likeness of man, being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. God sends his people with the heart of a servant. And I'm gonna suggest if Jesus were being sent to Mexico, he would take every initiative that he can and be very intentional. You know, sometimes sometimes Americans travel abroad, and there there's a stigma and a clout, and it's unfortunate, that travels with Americans, and it bothers me actually. You've been in some of the third world countries and they want to treat you, to, they, want to, they want to roll out the red carpet and, and I'm okay doing that with, with strangers, and, but not because I'm an American. And I'm going to suggest that if Jesus were going off to Mexico, he would try to strip himself of every single American clout, if you will, and just take upon himself the form of a servant. And I can see you guys doing that. think Mexican eat Mexican walk Mexican talk Mexican just be a and not only be a Mexican be a servant to the Mexicans no reputation we're talking about we're talking about method not only the form of a servant is part of the method but watch him relate to people. I mean, go through the Gospels. Watch him sit down with a woman at the well. And I'm sure you'll have plenty of opportunities uh, in, the, in, in, in the city of choice to sit down with somebody that's weary. Watch him weep with Mary and Martha. You will catch the tears and share tears with people that you walk with. Watch him call Ikeas out of the tree. Watch him socialize with people. Watch him be, even, while, even sometimes criticize. But he never was socializing just for I don't want to say this uh, disrespectfully but he, in other words, he always had a purpose. He always had a purpose. Whenever he socialized, he had a purpose, and the purpose was to bring them to bring them into the kingdom. Well. Sent with the method, servanthood and relationships with people. Serve them, relate with them, and you will be right in the footprints of Jesus. We are sent with the same motivation. Sometimes I, you know, I serve them in the mission field, and missionaries sometimes are are, are guilty of this one. Why am I going on the mission? Why do I serve? And this is not, uh, I can't see it anywhere in your your, uh, DNA. But... There are some times where the reward is, is I want to do this for something. And actually sometimes it's I got to do this just, to, just so I don't get punished. Because, you know, God, sometimes it's, did you ever see this? I Forgive me for putting a cartoon picture up, but it bears the point well. You ever, saw, you ever saw this where a carrot is put in front of a horse? And there's a reward for going forward. And the reward's the carrot, Okay. That's the reward for something, doing something for something. And then the, guy, then the other possibility is, if you don't do what I want you to do, I'll give you this kind of a reward for, for not doing what you're supposed to do. Okay? And I think, unfortunately, that, those two are woven so deep into our, our thinking that if we're not careful, we can be motivated to do what we do for... Something, or so we don't experience something. Jesus was motivated by love. For the love of Christ constrains us. Oh, how Jesus loved. Watch him. Watch Jesus. Someone tried to paint a picture. I think they did well. I can see you doing well at this. You'll have so many opportunities to hold those dear little Mexicans on your lap and just speak words of life and hope into them. Fanny Crosby is one of my favorite uh, hymn writers. And in Rescue the Perishing, she wrote, and this was wrote about a true experience. She, She saw a little child that was so touched sitting on somebody's knee and a missionary was speaking life and hope into a little child, and then she penned the words. After seeing that, she penned the words, touched by a loving heart, wakened by kindness, chords that will vibrate, chords that were broken, will vibrate once more, pointing them to Jesus. A beautiful picture. Watch Jesus' love. You can watch, you can see it all through His ministry. But you know, sometimes love is a little different picture than holding a child up. And I'm gonna guess that sometime in your ministry you're gonna have a tough time, that you're gonna have to show love. And here's another scene. Oh, you know the story, a rich man came to Jesus and he said, it starts out, Jesus beholding him, loved him. He loved him. You know, the man came running to Jesus by the way, and he said, what do I have to do to be coming to the kingdom basically? And Jesus looked at him and he loved him. And then he said something that wasn't nice. And I don't know if you follow Frank Reed's writings, but he puts out his little emails or whatever. I get them. Uh, he, sometimes he writes every day. Sometimes he goes, he waits a week. But he just wrote an article about love, love and, and niceness. And he points out all the time Jesus wasn't nice, but he was so loving. And here's one. Sometimes you got to say hard things. And, and don't ever forget when you got to say hard things. It's love. This man, Jesus could have probably been, if, if Jesus, if, if the modern day, if modern day evangelicals would see Jesus today, this day, they would have said, what is wrong with him? He drove him away. No, he didn't. He just told him the truth. He told him love. Sometimes lo- love always speaks the truth and it's hard God bless you as you love love is going to bring tears Jesus wept two simple words with incredible incredible depth it was William Booth that went sent his daughter to Paris to start a salvation army and things were so tough Back in the day where they didn't have WhatsApp and they didn't have good communications, she, she wrote a letter back and she, the letter was dripping with discouragement. William Booth didn't know what to do. So he sent a two-letter telegram back to his daughter and it said, try tears. Love will bring tears down your face. You're sent with the same motivation, love. Tears of love. The last M. So it's the, it's the method. Be a servant and build relationships. It's the what, what what drives you. The motivation is love. That's the second point. And third, you are sent. We are sent with the exact same message: the good news of the Lord Jesus. Listen to him. Listen to his his uh, his. The key words, Jesus began to preach, and he said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting his net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. I should have put another verse on here, and it's Mark chapter chapter 1, somewhere in verse 11, 10, 11, something like that where Jesus begins his ministry and he says, repent and believe. And that word should be highlighted up here as well. There's three words that I think encapsulate the gospel so well, so summary, uh, concise, summary form. It is the word repent, it is the word believe, and it is the word follow. That's the gospel. Everything about your ministry, Roger and Becky, keep that in focus. As you relate, as you build relationships, as you love, the word repentance is not a bad word. And sometimes I think I narrow myself, my, I think of repentance as just all the, stopping all the bad things. And it, is, it includes that. But I think repentance is just, it, it's a lifestyle. It's sim, you know, we, we really embrace worldly values. And the pressures of the world just come on us so much that sometimes we find ourselves very discouraged how the thinking of the world and their philosophies affect us if we stop and reflect, and meditate. So we're bombarded with all that. And I think the word repentance is best best described as we are constantly, consistently turning from the worldly pressures and worldly values and we're adhering kingdom values. I think that's repentance. Repentance is all about kingdom principles, kingdom work, kingdom. It does include sin. It does include uh, those big things that, that are hated. But it's, I, I really think it's more about values. So I, I just want to encourage you all. Let your message be. Just turn away. Turn away from the worldly values, whether they're cultural that are, are anti-scriptural, whether they're just plain down selfish, whether, what it, where it comes from. Just turn away from it and turn to Jesus Christ in whom I follow. And has all his ways outlined so vividly in this book here. And just that, that plea, that constant plea to turn from and, and believe. The, the simple gospel of Jesus is so powerful that he left heaven, that he came down and served mankind so humbly and lived a perfect life and gave himself as a ransom, went to the cross his blood was shed for my sin and for your sin. Don't ever minimize the power that's in the message, the power of the cross, the message of the cross, and simply believing it. And some people can't believe it. They have to, get, they have to build on the merits of their works and what they do. Repent, repent turn from what's wrong, worldly values, adhere to kingdom values, and believe the gospel simply believe that Jesus Christ his blood is enough for them it's 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 a, it's it's a paid in full statement and then follow me it's just a lifestyle of following Jesus and here we are in 2019 sent with the exact same message that's exciting that, that's so. Aren't you glad that you know we live in a changing world and things change? And one day they say this isn't good, and the next day it's good for your body. It's a changing. The gospel doesn't change, and that's so exciting. All of us that are involved in kingdom work, the message is the same. So let's preach it from the house, housetops. Repent, believe, and turn. There's power in that name. So just to recap, Roger and Becky. Sent with the same method. Be a servant and relate with people well. What drives you? Love. Sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's got to say things you don't want to say. Sometimes it's easy to hold them close and bless them. Love. And you're sent with the exact same message. Repent and believe and follow. Now, I would like to make just a comment to Marvin and Grace and Tony and Linda. And it just seems like yesterday, Tony and Linda were up here <laughs> sending the younger son to the other side of the world. Don't forget about an old, gray-haired Zebedee, if I can use my imagination, down by the bay. Remember him? He just was enjoying life, and doing what he knew how to do, and fixing nets, and ready to go catch fish. And here comes somebody. Come. And I wonder if the releasing was was sometimes very hard, and I believe some parents can attest to that. But I wonder if Zebedee was able to see what his what the the role of his children had, the role that his children had in the in the kingdom. And I just want to bless you, Marvin and Grace, and Tony and Linda. If you can fast forward into eternity and just see what God's calling your children to do. I think it'll minimize the pain when Christmas Day comes and we communicate via our technology. Margaret Clarkson, anybody know her? She's a hero of mine. I just discovered in my studies, she'd only died, what was it, 10 years ago? She was was teaching in a gold mining camp in Northern Ontario and she just had a longing to serve in the mission field. She wanted to go, she prayed to go, and the Lord said no. She had bad health, she couldn't go because of her health. So the Lord called her to serve as a teacher in an area where it wasn't fun to teach. And you can read her life. I won't go into, the, into details. The setting was hard. She experienced so, so much loneliness of every kind. Mental loneliness, cultural loneliness, but particularly spiritual loneliness. She found very little spiritual fellowship in the setting she was called. She probably had the Elijah syndrome and said, is anybody else here a Christian? But all she did was faithfully serve in a calling where she was set. And I know you're going to be surrounded by a lot of good people, Roger and Becky. But I wonder if the, there's going to come a day where you're going to need the text and you're going to need maybe some, some words to this song. She penned a song in one of her lonely days and it's called So Send I You. To labor unrewarded, to serve unpaid, unloved, unsought, unknown, to bear rebuke, to suffer scorn and scoffing, so send I you to toil for me alone. To, so send I you to bruise, bind the bruised and broken, or wandering souls to work, to weep, to wake, to bear the burdens of a world aweary, so send I you to suffer for my sake. So send I you to loneliness and longing, with hearts a-hungering for the loved and known. Forsaking home and kindred friend and dear one, so send I you to know my love alone. So send I you to leave your life's ambition, to die to dear desire self will resign, to labor long and love where men revile you. So send I you to lose your life in mine. So send I you to hearts made hard by hatred to eyes made blind because they will not see, to spend, though it be blood, to spend and spare not, so send I you to taste of Calvary. As my Father has sent me, so send I you. Was she onto something? Did she walk the way of the cross? Did she know what it's like to serve? Did she know what it's like to be sent? I think she did. So let's, uh, let's, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a prayer, and then, uh, thankfully, Damien knew this song. And I'm going to have a prayer, and then we'll stand to sing the song, and let's sing it very meaningfully and and, uh, digest it. And during the song, Roger and Becky, if you would find your way to the back and just stand there, and everyone can have the opportunity uh, to give you a Farewell, blessing as you are sent to Mexico. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we come in the name of Jesus and we want to say thank you for sending your son. And Father, thank you that Jesus echoed those words of sent. And thank you for those words of scent that ring down through the ages, and here they are alive and well in 2019, and I pray that Roger and Becky could just feel that joy of the calling and being sent. And God, would you please, by your grace and mercy, help us as we, like Zebedee did, stay back and mend the nets or whatever needs to be done here, just Remember them and bless them and support them. Thank you, Father, for this wonderful ministry that we all can partake in. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's all stand together. Damien, I'll try to stay with you on this. And uh, during the song, you can exit and then consider yourself dismissed.